Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Canada has long been uh, a uh, tremendous supporter of the international rules-based order and the processes and structures that have been put in place uh, over the past decades uh, to be able to actually ensure that international law is respected and enforced. And the ICJ, the International Court of Justice, is uh, a key part of that. Canada right now is uh, directly engaged in at least five different cases at the ICJ because we believe in the importance of uh, that as an institution. But our wholehearted support of the IGA and its processes does not mean uh, that we support the premise of uh, the case brought forward by South Africa. So uh, there's our Prime Minister on the issue of the International Court of Justice, which, of course, just a few days ago delivered its interim report and uh, to, to the South African charge that Israel is conducting genocide against Palestinians in Gaza and advising Israel not to commit genocide and advising Israel to make sure that its forces, its military, does not commit genocide. The uh, response from the government of Israel to the charge by South Africa is that it is, quote, false and outrageous. And another quote, it constitutes a shameful exploitation of the genocide convention that is not only wholly unfounded, in fact, in law, but morally repugnant. That's one story. And then there's this one, as we found out just earlier in the week. Individuals in the employ of the United Nations Agency UNRWA, UNRWA, which supports the relief and human development of Palestinians, they were discovered to have, in fact, had... Um, Members of that UN organization, 12 of them have had their contracts canceled, to have uh, aided Hamas during the brutal invasion of Israel on October the 7th. Either they provided transportation or they were actively involved in the assault. Those are the stories that I've heard, certainly. The United States has been very direct on this issue. Canada, not so much, with our foreign affairs minister using the same language we heard in her first statement echoed by Mr. Trudeau some weeks ago. Israel's ambassador to Canada, Ido Moed, has been with us on a number of occasions. This is a particularly eventful week, Mr. Ambassador. Thank you for coming back. Thank you for having me, Roy. What is uh, your reaction? What is your government's response to the International Court of Justice interim report in which the UN court instructs Israel to keep from engaging in genocide? Um, I, I must uh, share with you, Roy, and with the listeners, that today, as we mark the um, liberation of Auschwitz, I cannot but think about my father's parents who uh, were murdered in Auschwitz, and for them, that liberation came too late. And this is a very important day, not just for, for us in Israel and for me personally, but for the whole world, to remember that this horrendous crime is the most horrendous crime ever uh, executed against a people in this world. And this 
is when we are talking about when we are talking about genocide, and it's so symbolic that on the eve of this uh, uh, important day, the International Court of Justice rejects uh, outright um, the the call of South Africa to tie Israel's hands against another group that is trying to conduct genocide against it. They have not hidden this. They've said it, and they'll do it again and again and again. The same South Africa that hosted the leader uh, of a country that was already convicted of genocide uh, is now purportedly accusing Israel of something that has never happened. And this is really a sort of a, a beside the fact that the court says that it did not make any uh, claim about the, the merit of this issue. I think it's important to note that the court also called for the immediate release of the hostages, which unfortunately is there is no other side. I'm sure that South Africa will do nothing in that, in that direction, and they are not obliged to comply with such a directive by the court because they are just working for the Hamas in this case. Uh, however, it is important to know that uh, Israel is, was, and will continue to be committed, fully committed to upholding international law. And this is what we will continue to do. We published that information in the past. We will also submit it to the court. And uh, we will continue to do whatever it takes to release the hostages with the 136 that are still held by Hamas and to make sure that Hamas doesn't threaten us anymore in the future. Ambassador Moed, the Canadian government has reverted to its earlier position with Foreign Affairs Minister Melanie Jolie reaffirming the federal government's support for the International Court of Justice, but saying that doesn't mean Canada necessarily supports the premise of the case brought forward by South Africa, accusing Israel of genocide against Palestinians. By extension, I hear the Canadian government saying it doesn't necessarily not support South Africa's charge of Israeli genocide. I see fence straddling by our federal government. Is that how you and your government interpret the latest statement to come from Ottawa? What we see from Canada is that Canada strongly and unequivocally supports Israel's right to defend itself. I think this is the most important part in, in the whole uh, ordeal that we are faced with when on 7th of October we were forced to start a war against uh, Hamas. Um, we understand Canada's position. We've also said that it is important to have more clarity because this is a case where it is something that is called for. But we understand, and I must tell you, Roy, we have good cooperation with the Canadian government uh, on all levels, on all issues. And it is extremely important that Canada continues to voice its support for Israel and its support for Israel's right to defend itself against this atrocious homic uh, genocidal terrorist organization. You would feel more comfortable, though, or... And let me say it again. You would feel more supported, I, I would suspect, if we didn't have a government that reverted to previous positions that were not exactly um, strongly stated. Uh, that is not for me to say. The government is a government, and I think that this government, as with any other in the past, we have maintained the very strong and solid relations which are based on mutual values and the recognition that as uh, liberal democracies, we must do our utmost, not only to uh, improve 
uh, our people's livelihood, but also to work together to improve uh, as much as we can the world and, and, and at large. And so in this moment, when Canada stands so strongly in support of Israel, uh, we feel that uh, we are in a very, very good place. And it's very, very important for us, for us to have this support uh, because uh, unfortunately, this this war is far from over. We see the threat that is emanating from the north. We see that uh, Hezbollah is continuing to uh, is emboldened and continues to attack Israel. And we know that Iran is behind the scenes, also working uh, through its proxies to broaden the conflict and to involve the Houthis in the south in Red Sea. And so we have a long way to go here. And so the international community is, and Canada's role also in supporting the effort against the Houthis is extremely important, and we value that very much. This is exactly when we are talking about the international community's cooperation in mitigating this evil that has risen now. Ambassador Moed, just the, the, the essence, please, of what you know and what Israel has found out, and it was, it was your intelligence that discovered this information about these individuals who work for the United Nations Agency having participated alongside Hamas. And if they didn't participate alongside, they certainly provided support on October the 7th. Tell us about that, please. Absolutely. Uh, Hamas uh, has been relying on uh, UNRWA for a very long period of time and actually was and is, in our understanding, somehow very much involved in what what is going on in in, uh, UNRWA. So uh, we provided information, just for an example, about uh, UNRWA needing to uh, release some of the teachers. UNRWA runs the, the schools, many of the schools in the Gaza Strip, and also is responsible for the distribution of aid, and actually has a full mandate over anything that has to do with the UN. We have to remember that UNRWA is the only refugee uh, agency that is set up to assist in one specific case. All other refugees around the world uh, fall under the work of the United Nations Human Relief uh, uh, Organization, UNHCR. Uh, and for some very odd reason, there is one specific organization just for the Palestinians. We'll talk about that perhaps in a minute. But they are also holding the monopoly when it comes to distributing aid along the, among the Palestinians. But if you go back to their participation in terrorism, we have provided proof that they've been active in the attack in the massacre. They have been active in their teach. We know of one specific teacher who held hostages in his home and actually enslaved them and they made them work and, and do work chores for the family. Uh, we know and we've shown evidence of them holding uh, weapons and ammunition in their institutions using uh, facilities of uh, uh, UNRWA for, to, to hide and conceal their weapons and their rockets. So there are numerous uh, ways where uh, UNRWA is complicit in the, in, the, in the atrocities that took place. But long before that, as I mentioned, UNRWA has become uh, part and parcel of, of a lot of things that are happening in the Gaza Strip. And I think that that also requires very deep investigation. So member nations of the United Nations must have been aware of what was going on prior to Israel revealing the involvement of UNRWA employees on October the 7th? 
Um, it's hard for me to say what other countries were aware of, but uh, it is clear that since the uh, uh, beginning of the operation, the war against uh, Hamas in Gaza, UNRWA uh, did not allow any flow of humanitarian aid into Gaza unless it goes through its institutions. So the UNHCR, the UNDP, all the agents, United Nations agencies that operate independently all around the world are forced to work through this organ, which was actually set up in our eyes to perpetuate the refugee issue rather than to support and help the refugees to settle, which is what it's doing around the world. So that's why we see the living conditions of the Palestinians in what is described as uh, refugee camps. They are small houses. It's not a camp. It's actually very small little houses, sheds. Uh, with all the international aid that was donated to the Gaza Strip, I'm sure that they could have changed the uh, housing conditions of all the Palestinians there many years ago. There are billions and billions of dollars that flowed into the Gaza Strip, most of it, most probably, underground to create this uh, tunnel network, which is longer than the uh, tube network in London. So we have to ask ourselves, what is exactly the role? And maybe uh, the whole mandate of this organization should be put into question, because does it really help the Palestinians or does it help something else? Ambassador Moed, let me come back to the International Court of Justice for a moment. Has its interim report caused any concern about material and weapons support for Israel from its allies? Um, I think that... The, uh, what we are looking at right now is first and foremost our our way ahead, our way forward. When we are working to release the hostages and make sure that Hamas doesn't pose a threat to Israelis anymore in the future, this is our main goal. I think that the international community will continue to support that goal, and this is exactly what is happening uh, as we speak. And I don't think that uh, in that sense we can expect and expect any kind of change. But allow me to make just one small remark regarding the information that is coming into the court and through the court to the world. Much of that information is is coming from either Hamas-run Ministry of uh, of, of Medicine, uh, um, Medical Affairs uh, or Health, sorry, and the other part comes from the UN, and which UN organ is actually providing that information? That is UNRWA. So we also have to understand that the picture that is being portrayed about the situation in Gaza is completely flawed, and un it's, it's very, very difficult to verify it. So as was once done with information that came from Hamas, around the Ministry of Health, about the Al-Hari Hospital, where they spoke about 500 uh, casualties after a bombing in a car park of a hospital, which, of course, was later found completely innocent, eh, completely nonsense, I think the same would apply to much of the data that was provided to the court this time. However, having said that, we are conducting our operation in a way that is in full compliance with international humanitarian law as required in an area of combat, and we will continue to do that. I, the international community understands that. The call for a ceasefire, of course, was rejected because the court also understands that Israel has a right to defend itself. And uh, so I think that this is our main goal. This is the main purpose. This is the main issue that we need to pursue when we are looking at the situation in Gaza and when we understand that it also has implications not only there, but on the whole Middle East and perhaps around the world. 
If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.